basis, um, the ministry that he brings. Um, I can relate a lot to what, what the Lord uses him to speak. Um, he's ministered, the Lord's used him to minister to, uh, to my life in a lot of ways. And anytime I get to stand alongside him and, and just hear him and, and hear him speak and, and the way that the Lord uses him. And I just ask that you open your spirits to, to what the, how the Lord's going to use him this morning. Because he uses him in a tremendous, mighty way. Elder Johnson, would you please come forward? Did I dismiss the children? <laughs> God bless you, Elder Johnson. Could we just worship the Lord right now? Let's just thank him for his goodness, his mercy, his grace that he gives to us today. Lord, we're so thankful today, God. We understand today, God, if it was not for your grace, your mercy, your great love toward us, that none of us could be here today. So, Father, we're so thankful today. Our hearts are full today because of the opportunity that I have to lift you up and to worship you and to walk with you and have fellowship with you, Lord God. Lord, we are so blessed this morning. We are so blessed, Lord God. We're blessed beyond measure, Lord God. And so we thank you today, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad I serve an awesome God today. I got a question I want to start out with this morning. You may be seated. Do you believe what you sing? Or do we just sing without even thinking about what we're singing about? We sing that God is awesome, but do we, but do we believe that? Or is it something we just simply sing and go home? Or is it out of a heart of worship? See what I'm saying? We, we have to understand that everything I do is very important in my fellowship with God. In my relationship with God, the, 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 as we come and we open in prayer, we come early, we pray and we seek God. And then we begin to worship him in song and in the ministry of song. And, and powerful things happen in worship when I'm willing to open up my heart and my spirit to God and allow that to flow into me. But see, I believe that he is awesome. I, I believe in the power of his name. I, I believe that you've got to honor that name. You've got to worship that name. You've got to love that name. And, and I want to spend some time. Uh, this is part two of a message I preached about three weeks ago that I didn't finish. And uh, I, I thought, you know, I'm going to stop here. There's a second service, and I, I can't go too long. And so in my mind, it was done, but the Lord would not turn loose of me. That we've got to deal with the second half of this. And this is not something, I, I've never heard it preached. I know it has been because there's nothing new under the sun. I've just, in my 40 years of attending service, have never heard it like what I'm about to share with you. Uh, a little bit revelatory for me uh, in understanding serving an awesome God. And understanding and recognizing that his name just doesn't become familiar. That the name of Almighty God just doesn't become ordinary in my life. That when I say it, it's just in passing, you know, because I got a witness to this guy. Or I'm going to pray for somebody, you know. So I got to use the name other than the holiness and the sacredness of when I say that name. I'm talking about Almighty God. And he's identified by his name. So I, I want to, to look at that this morning if we could. So let's go to Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. Um, I may teach more than I do anything. I'm going to give you a lot of definitions. Um, you know that I didn't read, learn to read, begin to learn to read till the age of 24. I'm still playing catch up on definitions and things of that nature. But I think that some of these definitions I'm going to define for you, maybe something you've never researched or looked into, 
what does blasphemy mean? What does profanity mean? What does cursing God mean? What does that mean? How does that appeal? And, and, and am I saying things I'm not even aware of? I, I may be ministering to people this morning. You're not even aware of some of the things you're saying and the meaning behind what you're saying about him. We've grown up in a culture where people say anything they want to say. They talk very vulgar, very violent, very ungodly. And if we're not careful, we, you know, as, as we're living for God, I, I promise you when I repented of my sins and I was baptized in Jesus' name, all of my cussing did not go away that day. That was further down the road. Thank God we got rid of it with the help of the Lord. But I'm just telling you, we're growing in grace and in knowledge in this situation and trying to get a better handle on what I think and what I say and what, what am I speaking. Your words are creative. You have to understand your words are creative. When you pray over somebody to be healed, you're speaking life into them. You're, you're speaking to a heart that is wanting to fail and not uh, work anymore. But you're speaking creative power. God, touch this heart. Heal this muscle. Bring it back to life again. And God honors faith. And God honors his name. And God honors prayer. So you got to realize what I speak is very, very powerful when I'm speaking to somebody. What about when you and I are talking to somebody? Somebody who, who uh, is, is, is wanting some understanding about God, but they don't know God. And we start talking to them about repentance and, and, and how you could ask God for forgiveness of sin. And the blood would begin to cover. And you wouldn't live under guilt and shame or condemnation. You are speaking life into that person that I can now live. I haven't been living, but, but what you've shared with me, I'm coming to an understanding that I can repent of my sins. I, I love the, the how we have to speak. I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic. I was a thief. I was this. I was that. That's not what I am anymore. Right. Being involved in life and focus for a number of years, and this is on tape, so I'm going to be careful, but uh, we don't see eye to eye with AA and NA. That's why we started the program we did years ago and it was an alternative uh, and so it, it becomes important when we understand that we do believe in deliverance we do believe that once an alcoholic not always an alcoholic that's what I was. If any man be in Christ, come on, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. See, how you talk to yourself is important. I, I couldn't imagine having to get up every day, Brother Garcia, and say, I'm an alcoholic, I'm a drunk, I'm worthless. No, no, that's what I was. Uh, I did all of that, and I'm ashamed of it. Wish I hadn't did it. But thank God, that's what I was. That's not what I am today, because I understand the delivering power of God. Urge Christ desire no no desire to even go back and be around that I don't want that in my life anymore I don't want to hang out with it and we run a drug house uh, we we did 20 years of it jail ministry reaching men and women brought them into transitional housing we had got them jobs got them apartments uh, but we we worked with them to see them converted I did not work with them that I would become like them again, that we would pick up those old habits and things. So we begin to understand God has called us to a place of separation. So let's begin. Wherefore, God hath highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name. So we're talking about the importance of the name today. The importance of the name of almighty God. Okay, so it's important. There are things we need to look at here. Verse 11. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So we see here the importance. Uh, did I start in verse 9, Brother Jerry? Okay, 9, then 10. I'm missing a verse here. Oh, I'm sorry. Can we go to 10? We've we got to have this. Okay. 
that at the name of Jesus. Now, I want to show you the power of the name and why the reverence of this name is so important on my part as a child of God. And as Elder has been teaching and ministering some phenomenal message on fellowshipping with God and walking with God. I don't want to walk with God and then insult him at the same time. You see what I'm talking about? Well, when I give honor and reverence to his name, which is who he is, it's not just a name. And, and, and that is my concern that when I think of God, I just simply think of Jesus as a name, not as the almighty God, not as the healer, the deliverer, the way maker and the provider and everything that I need in my life. I, I just look at that name and when we talk about the name and then we move on. That the things in heaven and the things in earth, and the things under the earth. What you need to realize in this verse, three worlds bow to him every time his name is mentioned. In heaven, the angelic beasts worship him and bow down before him. In the earth, we have bowed our knee before him. But I'm here to tell you, everybody that has rejected him is still on a day of judgment going to bow their knee to him and say, there's the almighty God. It wasn't Baal. It wasn't Buddha. It wasn't this one and it wasn't that one because every knee will bow. And, and then he goes on and he said, and the things under the earth, even the satanic world has to bow to that name. Why? He is almighty God. There is none like him. No, not any. There's not another. I know not any, the Bible said. So when we begin to deal with the power and the honor of his name, could we go to Acts 3 and 16? And, and, and again, as we get into the, the, the power of the name and how the, the things happen, it was through the power of the name of Almighty God. Now, this is dealing with uh, the man healed at the gate, beautiful, the lame man. And uh, now they're before the Sanhedrin and they're being asked the question, how did this miracle happen? And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong. See, we knew that when you speak this name, three worlds shudder. When we speak this name, three worlds utter. And they begin to, this is almighty God. And so when we understand that, we begin to get a grip on it. Amen. See, God's name represents, number one, his presence. When you and I go to the Lord in prayer... And we say, Lord, Jesus, I'm here. I want to begin to worship you. And we begin to worship him. What happens? His presence shows up. And we begin to feel his presence around us. Number two, his power. When we talk about the name of almighty God, the Lord Jesus Christ, we got to understand there's power in that name. There's power in that name. And, and the power deals with that word authority. I have authority in that name of Jesus. Uh, I've had times in my life where <coughs> I've walked up to people in an altar that were visitors. And when they lifted up their head and looked at me, their eyes rolled back in their head. And it was satanic. And the hair, little bit that I got, did stand up on the back of my neck. I'm telling you, it, like, it caught me off guard. <laughs> that is not what I was expecting. All. But thank God there's power in the name of Jesus. And I could start rebuking that spirit. And it had to go back to hell in the name of Jesus. Why? Because my God was present in that place. His authority was present in that place. He, and, and so we begin to realize, okay, I'm walking in the presence of God. And every time I say his name, I pray I'm giving honor and glory to God. Could we go to Matthew 6 verses 9 and 10? This is the Lord's prayer, but I want to spend a little time here if we could again in honoring God and, and understanding the power of that name and, and, and the introduction into this pattern of prayer that the Lord is giving us, I think becomes important after this manner. Therefore, pray ye our father, our father, father, thank you. I understand you're the creator of heaven and earth. Father, I understand you put the universes in order. Father, I understand there's none like you, no, not any. Father, I understand you created me in my mother's womb. Come on, when you start honoring him as father, creator of everything, and we bow down before him, why? He is my heavenly father. 
Let me encourage somebody today. I come out of a broken home. I had no father in my life for numbers of years. I'm here to tell you when I came to God, I found a father. I found a father that would never leave me nor forsake me. I found a father that would be with me always. I found comfort in my father. Amen. So you got to realize we, we can say, yeah, but I, I, I've been mistreated and abused. So have I. But I found my heavenly father who does not abuse me, who does not talk mean to me, that does not treat me mean and w- wicked and ungodly, but he loves me and he reaches to me because when I begin to honor him he'll honor you so again it's important I remember winning a guy to the Lord out of the jail and I think about two to three services in uh, the church he came to me one day he said man when do I get the credit when do I get a pat on the back when do I I get exalted (laughs) I said, man, you're missing the whole mark. (laughs) You're missing the whole point of serving God. This ain't about you and feeding your flesh. This is about you dying out to your flesh and you giving honor and glory to him because you were lost and headed to hell. But there came an intervention by the Holy Ghost and sent a man into your life that brought you to salvation. So we begin to realize it's important. The next part, I think, is it's so important. Hallowed, hallowed be thy name. That word hallowed there means sacred, revered, holy. So do you think if I use that name in a cuss word that could be inappropriate? I'm talking about reverencing God. I'm talking about understanding this is the creator of heaven and earth, and he's holy. He said, be ye holy, for I am holy. And he is asking me to come into a place of fellowship with him where we can walk one with another. And again, it becomes so important. When you say the name of Jesus, what does it mean to you? What do you think of? When you say the name, where does your mind go? I'm talking about how do we honor God? How do we really love him? And, and, And do we think about him? Do we meditate upon him? You see what I'm saying? And so when I think of God, I think of my king, my savior the Holy One of Israel. I think about the times He's healed me in my body. I think about the times of where He brought me from to where I am at today. That's what I think about. I think about how I really don't deserve what I have today in my walk with God. But by the name of Jesus Christ, when I turn my life over to Him, He began to grant great things into your life and my life. What do you think about when you think about His name? Because it's who he is. It's who he is. Could we go to Acts chapter 4, 10 through 12, please? And, and, and I know I'm being a little redundant here for just a little bit, but I'm headed somewhere. And I'm just trying to lay a little bit of a foundation in where, where we reverence God, how we love God, and, and that his name, and, and that he's holy. That's why I asked the question when we started, do you believe what you sing? Music's powerful, folks. It can be used for good. It can be used for evil. So I, I, I want to, when I'm singing, I want it to be in honor and praise and in thanksgiving to him. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doeth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other name. Isn't it interesting? He didn't say any other God. Because he knew any other name. There's only one name by where which you must be saved. And so when we begin to understand the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ. And so 
it becomes important. In Mark 16, verses 17 and 18, he said, in my name, would you cast out devil? In my name, would you speak with new tongue? Come on. In my name, you will lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Because God is present when those things are taking place. In our WhatsApp, in the prayer requests that go out on that. Isn't it awesome that we begin to call on that name and ask God to send his word and heal them and deliver them of their destruction? And God, because his name is being honored, does what? Sends his word, heals them. They come out of hospitals when they're not supposed to come out. Come on, they're delivered when they're not supposed to be delivered. And all that happens, why? Because we have faith and we're honoring the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's my God. He's my king. He's my Savior. Colossians 3 and 17, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever you do. Whatever you do. You're praying over breakfast. It's got to be in Jesus' name. Praying for your unsaved loved ones. It's got to be in Jesus' name. I used to joke with people and say, my weddings are in Jesus' name. My funerals are in Jesus' name. <laughs> Whatsoever you do in word or deed, we're going to do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? He is my God. And when I honor him and call on his name, it becomes important. The word Lord Jesus Christ, that word Lord means master. Is he the, is he the master of your life today? See, when he's Lord of Lords, Lord of all lords. I don't have any other else in my life. He's number one. and He's my master. Remember when they came to Jesus and called him master? We know thou art teacher come from God. In recognition, he's my master. He's a person possessing supreme power, authority, and governs. That's what that word Lord means. Does he govern your steps today? Does he govern your life? Are we walking with him and how he wants us to walk with him? See, when I understand the power that is in that name and the sacredness to that name, that is my God. That's not just a name that I use. That's not a convenience for me that, oh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, where's he at? Somebody say something. No, it should be somewhere in awe, somewhere in reverence to his name. I, I, I want to be able to do that. Now, let's go to Exodus chapter 20, verse number 7. How serious do you talk about or treat the name of God? How about when you get mad? I smashed my thumb one time with a hammer. And, of course, I'm praying because it hurts. And a guy looked at me and said, cuss. Say cuss words. I said, how's that going to help? <laughs> well, that's what I would do. I'm not you. I used to talk like that. But I've learned it doesn't please the Lord when I talk in that way. You know, somewhere we've got to make up our mind. When I was working at the storage unit, there was a man kind of had a hot rod in one of the things. And, and he had given the owner up front a lot of trouble, a woman, and pretty rough kind of character. And I start working with him a little bit, just feeling him out, just visiting with him. And, uh, man, he is cussing like a sailor, man. He just, I thought, I'm just going to witness to this guy. I've had enough. <laughs> I start witnessing him about the goodness of God. You know what he said? Praise the Lord, brother. Yeah, I'm a Christian too. <laughs> I'm doing a little bit of a double take. You and I don't talk the same, even though we're claiming both to be Christians. I'd have never known by your language and the cursing of almighty God that you loved him. And we're honoring and reverencing him. We, we got to be careful here. Okay. Notice this. 
Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. For the, Now catch this. We've all heard you shouldn't take the name of the Lord in vain. How many of you caught this second part? For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. No freebie. No freebie. I don't know how you are. I can only speak for myself. And I've worked in a sawmill. I've worked in construction. I've worked around plenty of cussing people in my Christian life. Okay? (laughs) And you that work on production jobs, usually those are horrible at the same time. And I began to pray about it because people were taking the name of the Lord in vain, and it just was eating my lunch. It was just, I mean, just something like it cut you every time somebody would take his name in vain. So I, I felt the Lord help me, and I'd come up with this little saying. They'd be just cussing like sailor. i say, whoa, whoa, time out, stop. God didn't come to damn you. He come to save you. I'd have to say it two or three times. Say, what? And I say, God didn't come to damn you. He come to save you. And then it would go dead quiet. Because <laughs> I just, you're talking about my God now. You're condemning my God. You're coming against my Savior, my King, my Deliverer, my Waymaker, my Provider. And I, I, I'm just trying to help you understand. Do you even know what you're saying? Or are you just ripping off words that are meaningless to you? but have tremendous meaning. So we do not take the name of the Lord in vain. Let's start giving you some definitions of blasphemy, vain, uh, cursing, and things like that, so that you and I can get a little bit of better handle on honoring his name. There were things I didn't know till this last week. Vain means lying, useless, empty, means simply to take from an empty, no good purpose. To take his name in vain deals with empty, no good, has no purpose in my life. No meaning in my life. He is nothing to me. God said, I'm not, uh, I already delivered you, healed you, did what? And you're telling what? I have no purpose. I'm meaningless. I'm no good in your life. Now, I don't think any of us mean that. But we got to understand if I say that, that's what that means. So, again, I want to be careful there. Now, in different translations of the Bible, this verse here is a fourth commandment in your King James Version. In some Bibles, it is the third commandment, or can I use this term, biblical principle. But I thought this was interesting. In the Catholic Bible... This is the second commandment. Just shall have no God before me, number one. And don't you dare take his name in vain, number two. See the direct correlation? He's the almighty God. And when you start cussing him, taking his name in vain. When I was a young boy, there was a man in my community. We lived in a very rough neighborhood. And this family was rough and fought all the time. I'll never forget the story. They, they decided to go fishing one day, a bunch of cowboys, decided to go fishing one day, and they're in a boat on a lake. And the one man I won't call by name, but he stood up on that, in that boat. This is a story that was shared with me as a little boy. And he said, God, come down and fight like a man. And he began to curse God and cuss God, fell out of the boat and drowned. I'm talking... I know this ain't the greatest message, but I'm trying to help somebody understand. We got to honor that name. We, we can't, we're not going to be guiltless. He said, oh, this ain't just going to pass over. I'm not just ignoring this type of language and, and what you're saying about me. When you come from God's standpoint, look how I loved you. Look how I ministered to you. And you're talking to me this way. You're calling me in vain. You're blaspheming my name. So we have to be careful. Now let's go to Leviticus 24. And I want to deal with 10 through 16. And let's look and see what happens in scripture to somebody who takes the name of the Lord in vain in the Old Testament. Okay. Because again, it's the, it's the series. Now it's fun to teach on the power of the name. 
healings, miracles everywhere. The apostles used his name and, 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 and Jesus, you know, speaking miracles. He's the almighty God. We love the idea of you and I laying hands upon people and God healing and delivering them. But I'm here to tell you, I want you to see the other side of this same verse and, and understand the awe and the reverence that I want to give to God. Amen. What really triggered this for me was listening to Brother Wright. And he's not, he didn't go down this trail that I'm going, but it was in that hallowed be thy name and honoring God. And not being blasphemic toward him or saying ungodly things. See what I'm saying? I've had people say, well, I just got mad. Well, anger is a learned behavior. Get unmad. Learn to say something else. If we were still stoning people to death for taking the name of the Lord in vain, our population would be way down. But I got an idea. We wouldn't be using that name in vain. I'm not saying a word, man. My cousin got it yesterday. (laughs) And the son of an Israelitish woman whose father was an Egyptian, went out among the children of Israel, and this son of the Israelitish woman and a man of Israel strove together in the camp. So two guys are having words. Two guys are friction. You know, two guys are muscling up. Two guys are... Come on. And the Israelitish woman's son blasphemed the name of the Lord and cursed... And they brought him unto Moses, and his mother's name was Sheometh, the daughter of Debre of the tribe of Dan. And they put him in the ward that the mind of the Lord might be showed them. What do we do? This guy just took your name in vain. This guy's been cursing you. Okay. Put him over here. Moses, someone go talk to God. Let's see what God wants to do. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Bring forth him that hath cursed without the camp, and let all that heard him lay their hands upon his head, and let all the congregation stone him. I'm not going to be guiltless. So I got to realize, okay, God, I need your help. I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't want to be uh, disrespectful, but God, I want to, everywhere I go, I want to lift up and I want to honor your name. I believe that is the heartbeat of everybody in here. But, but some of us, we've got to realize we've come from backgrounds where we, that's not how we were raised. That's not how we talked. That's not how we believed. So we have to realize, God, I need your help to stop doing this. The word blasphemy, let's, let's kind of break this down. Why there, there was a stoning to death, okay? The misuse or taking in vain the name of the God of Israel or using his name to commit. Now, I want you to catch this. I may read this twice. He said, uh, of the God of Israel, using his name to commit an evil or pretending to serve in his name while failing to do so. Just kind of play in church. Just kind of, he said, that's blasphemy. You know why? Praise the Lord, brother, and then bleep, 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 bleep. (laughs) See what I'm saying? I'm saying one thing, but I'm living another thing, and I'm... uh, uh, you know, he that is, you're either with him or against him. So we begin to realize, God, help me make up my mind. You know, some of the toughest things you're going to do in life but are necessary is submission to God. Submitting everything. Not 99%. I'm talking about you're going to have to submit everything to God. 
body, soul, mind, spirit, language, where you go, who you hang around with, what you do, everything you've got to realize. I've been created in his image, and he's trying to reflect that image through me into the world that I'm around. I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. And I reach for people, and I teach Bible studies still. I still witness to people, but I don't hang in the world. I'm not interested in their jokes. I'm not interested in that filthy language. I'm not interested in any of that. That's no interest to me. I'm interested in your soul making heaven its home. So I I realize I'm in the world, but I'm not going to hang around where things are just coming against my spirit and and just just quenching my spirit. And and I don't want that in there. Somewhere you got to draw a line because it's that important. The synonym to blasphemy is profanity. Profanity. To curse means to utter a wish of evil against one. Call for mischief or injury to fall down. To use profane profane language against. That means to curse. This is what they're talking about and helping us. How many are familiar with the story of Job? Can we do Job chapter 2, verse 9 and 10? I find this very interesting because we know that Job uh, in the first chapter lost all his property and his children. Uh, and then we know that the, he, in another conversation that the Lord had with Satan said, if you uh, touch his body, let me touch his body, then he will curse you. Now, I, I, you talk about bad couple days. And I don't know how long the distance between losing property and kids and everything to the boils. I I don't know how much time lapsed in there. I got a feeling all of us would have a little struggle with that when it comes to Job's wife. Man, we've lost everything. So she makes this statement to Job's wife. Then said his wife unto him, doest thou still retain thine integrity Curse God and die. Did you know that among the heathen nations that serve the many gods, if they would pray to a god for a while, like the goddess Diana, I could use that out of the book of Acts, the goddess Diana for a while, and nothing happened, you know, nobody was healed, nobody was delivered, money didn't come in, whatever they were praying for, then the, the custom would be you'd curse that god and walk away. In one translation, this word curse means change God. Why don't you curse God and die? He didn't answer your prayers. He's not with you. Look, we've lost everything. So realizing cursing can sometimes mean even the denouncing of the very God you serve without even realizing it. See why we got to be careful? Because when we look at these definitions, we have to begin to realize, whoa, 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 what's taking place? Now, could it have been in the mind of Job? I ain't cursing God. These boils are bad enough. You stoned me to death, and that's that's not going to help me at all. I'm going to trust God. God knows what he's doing in my life. My hand is in his hand. He's working something bigger than me in my life right now. I'm here to encourage somebody. You may be in a trial and you may think, bad. this is bad, man. I don't know where it's going. Hang on. God's got a blessing at the end of it. Don't give up. The enemy would say, curse God and die. Where's he at now? Come on. You're so broke you can't pay attention. You hurt so bad in your body you can't even move. That's okay for now. God's in control. See, the enemy wants you to curse God. Oh, he ain't doing you much good. He ain't helping you at all. Oh, yeah, he is. See, I had some things in my spirit that weren't quite right. And I've asked God to deal with my heart. And this is how he's removing these things out of my spirit that aren't healthy for me. Whether it is a mindset, how I'm talking, maybe it's how I'm treating somebody. And the Lord's allowing me to go through some things to understand what they're going through. So, no, I'm not going to curse God and die. No, I'm going to honor him. I'm going to lift him up. I'm going to worship him. Because faith doesn't base, is not based on how good you feel. Faith is he is almighty God. He is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet Uh, My faith is staying in God. We're going to come through this. We're going to get to the other side. You got to memorize verses. Uh, Can I give you five words that really became important to me years and years ago? When you're in a trial, it shall come to pass. 
Now, I don't have to remind God of that. I'm reminding myself. Not always going to be like this. Not always going to be this way. This will come to pass. I will be healed. I will be delivered. I will be saved. I will be what God asked me to be. So we begin to realize this is the things that God is trying to help us to do. So I want to. I want to get into that place where God can work in my life. Let's go to Matthew 12, 36 and 37. We doing okay today? Um, I'm hurrying. We'll, we'll get through this. This, this to me is something that is vitally important that I understand this when I'm walking with God. If we're going to serve God, let's serve God and get the, the, the greatest blessings from it. You know what I'm saying? And not keep shooting myself in the foot by something I may be saying. Lord, I really need this blessing. Could you save me? Bleep, 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 bleep. Kind of doubt I'm going to get it, huh? Because I'm trying to honor him in one sentence and I'm cursing him in the next sentence. And it may be, well, you know, I don't mean anything by what I'm saying. Words have meaning whether you put meaning to them or not. What you say means something to people. And it's important. Isn't it amazing that words can build people up and words can tear people down? I mean, there's power. So, oh, it's just words. Oh, no, 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 no. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. What a lie. What a lie. None of us in here would raise our, can we just make fun of you and call you names and everything? Yeah, go ahead. No, we wouldn't. We don't. It's not true. I don't. It, it's humiliating. It's embarrassing. You know, we call tall people shorty and short people. We call tall. You know, I mean, I, everybody gets a nickname. When I was in high school, I had a kid call me John Rock. He wouldn't call me John. So he said, hey, John Rock. Come on. Nobody went by that. Name. We, all, we all just was, you know. Saying things to people and doing that. But when I come to God, I started understanding the seriousness of words. Words created everything you see in our universe today. And God spake. Words are powerful. That's why I can say something to build somebody up, encourage somebody, be a blessing to somebody. Or I can be mean and horrible and nasty in my life. Hate your guts, never want to be around you, never want to see you. See, we can just say horrible, horrible, mean things. And so we realize that's why I've got to be so careful. Okay. And if this doesn't scare you, then you're not like me. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Does that bother anybody else in here? Oh, boy. Thank God for repentance. <laughs> you got to realize I, I can't just say anything I want and just walk off and think it's going to be. Uh-uh, God. <clears throat> Come here, we're going to talk about this. Just what in the world were you thinking when you said that? Uh, 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 that's probably that 30 minutes of silence in heaven. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've always had an answer, but I ain't got an answer right now. <laughs> Because there was really no reason to say what I said. But out of anger or whatever, I made that. You talk about making mistakes. I'm the king of it. I used to uh, be in pretty high gear most of the time. And I remember one of my district superintendents. That guy talked so slow. And for good reason. But, but, it, but at my stage in life, he drove me crazy. <laughs> Spit it out. Get it out there. No, no. The older I got, what I understood is, no, I don't want to eat any of these words. I don't want to say something that I don't mean. I'm going to think about what I say because it's very important in how you receive what I'm trying to minister to you. Because he's the district superintendent. What I'm trying to say to you. See, and I learned, okay, there was some wisdom that I didn't get at first, but that I caught on to. How many of you have asked, had kids come up to you, and they're really good at this. They catch you when you're really busy. 
Hey, Dad, can I go out and do this? I'm going down to the neighborhood. I'll see you later. And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then about three seconds later, you're going, what did I just say yes to? <laughs> Wait, get back here. I've done it in church work. I've had people come up while I'm talking to somebody else and say, hey, we're going to go, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And, I, and then, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, it done. whoa, whoa, come back here. What, what you, where are you going? What are you going to do? See, so I learned, no, 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 you wait till I'm done here, then we'll talk, because then I don't got to regret the answer I give to you near as much. See, because I was willing to think about, okay, what are you doing here? What are you asking for? See how the importance of, of again, see why when I'm going to worship him, I'm going to think about this. I'm not, I don't want to just rattle off a bunch of things that are somewhat meaningless to me, but I want them to be sacred to me. I want it to be holy, set apart. This is just between me and you, God. Isn't it interesting that as all of us are individuals in this room today, we all have our special place of worship with God, how we love him and how we honor him. None of us have to be like somebody else. We don't have to say it like anybody else. But somewhere it's got to come out of my heart that it is true worship, true love, true greatness that I want to show him and give honor unto him. And that's why it's important that when I think... We ran a Christian school for 10 years, and, and we didn't allow a lot of things to be said in the school. Uh, definitely not cuss words, but uh, different words that people use, like gee whiz. Uh-uh, uh-uh, I know what that means. You can't say that. And people, I, I catch it today, some of, the, some of the filthiest words out there that people got a little phrase word they use for it now in public instead of saying the word. Uh, I'm thinking, just say it, buddy. You done said it. <laughs> don't, don't think that, that you're fooling anybody. I know what that means. You may be putting a, a, a new twist on it to, to say it in public, but I know what you mean by what you're saying. I don't want caught up in those words because they're not honoring him. And we're, and we're using them in, in, in a way that's not healthy, okay? Next verse, please. For by thy words... Thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. That's heavy, isn't it? Every idle word. But I'm going to be judged for the things I say. That'll kind of help us be a little more careful, won't it? Can we go to James chapter 3 in verse 9 and 10? This whole chapter really evolves around what we're trying to say here. But James addresses this subject here. Uh, of kind of being double-tongued in what we say and in honoring God and one another, okay? Therewith, bless we God, even the Father, and therewith, we, therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. You know what James is saying? I'm having a little trouble with this. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you dirty dog, rah, 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 rah. said, I'm having a little problem here. One side of your mouth is saying this, and the other side of your mouth is saying that. Notice what he said in the next verse. We'll keep going here. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Now again, praise the Lord. Those things ought not to be so. Okay? So, again, I, I think it becomes important where we understand God and who he is. I believe that somewhere we've got to come back to a place. And, and, and if you're there, great, awesome. But we need to worship and praise the name of the Lord. We need to rethink giving glory and honor to God. We need to be careful, Lord. Ask God, sir, am I saying things I shouldn't be saying? I wouldn't be preaching this unless there was a reason. There's a million other directions the Lord could have taken us. But I'm trying to help somebody today that may not understand the seriousness of how I talk. Well, just cuss words, not to God. Maybe to you, maybe to the people that taught you that. I'm embarrassed to tell you I learned to cuss at a very young age. I learned to talk horrible. 
I can tell you that I have, I worked in a sawmill when I got out of high school. They had a Tom's candy machine there, and the Tom's man came and filled it up with candy. He looked at some of us men sitting there. He said, of all the mills and, and plywood mills and everything I go to, he said, you guys are the filthiest talkers I've ever heard in my life. Now, we just laughed and hee-hawed, but I'm embarrassed today. Embarrassed today that I learned to talk like that, that it was I'm here to tell you, somebody. Do you know when I quit cussing, I started stuttering? I was so used to cussing, I didn't know how to talk in English. I knew the cussing language. Every other word was a cuss word. I'm here to tell you, there's times I was embarrassed. Ah, I'm looking for an English word. Ah. I'd have you raise your hands if you didn't understand what I'm saying, but I won't. But I'm a testimony of you can overcome. You can come from, that's all you know, to where I don't know anything about that anymore. I don't talk that way anymore. That's not a part of my life. I just want to honor him. See, I just want to give glory to him. I just want him to know, God, I am so thankful for what you've done in my life. Lord, where you brought me from to where I am today. And, Father, if I have said derogatory things or cursing without even recognizing, I, I, I would want to repent today. I would want to say, God, forgive me, Lord. And, Lord, would you give me the grace that I, I could overcome this? Come on. Grace, grace. The Bible said, but grow in grace. and in a, God, I got some things I could grow in in my life, some things I didn't even realize. That, that when I were saying them that this is how it affected you and how you took it. Lord, I don't want that in my life. Isn't it amazing when we praise him is how we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. By honoring his name and worshiping him, he pours his spirit out upon us and we begin to speak in other tongues as the spirit gives the utterance. I'm here to ask somebody, if you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to encourage you today to lift your hands and just begin to give him praise and glory and honor out of your heart in the best way that you know how and didn't watch God's power flow through your vessel. You may be here today, and it's been a long time since you prayed through. I'm here to tell you, if we could just take some time as you would stand with me and begin to honor his name and begin to love his name and begin to to worship him as Lord of Lord and King of King, as the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending. He's a wheel in the middle of the wheel. Come on, he's a rose of Sharon. He's a lily of the valley. Come on, there's none like unto him. No, not any. Oh, I know not any, Lord, but you today. Lord, we come to you this morning, God. Help us today, Lord. Help us, Lord. <laughs> I can do nothing without you today. Help us today, Lord God. We come before you today, God, with a spirit of repentance, Lord God. Because, Lord, if I have said things I shouldn't say, oh, spoke things that should have never been spoken, I pray, God, forgive me today. Cleanse me in your blood today, God. Oh, God. I would never want to curse you, Father. Never want to blaspheme that holy name of Jesus Christ. Oh, the name above every name, Lord. I worship you today. I worship you today. I want to open this altar. If you would just like to come and fellowship with him for a few moments this morning. And talking to him, giving glory and honor to him. Once you've repented, I want you to lift your hands in praise and in worship to the name above every name and see what he would do for you today. Lord, I come to you this morning. Lord, I worship you this morning. Hallelujah. God, give me a renewed reverence for your name. A renewed honor for your name today, God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 God, I worship you today. Oh, I worship you today, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I 
love you today. I love you today, Lord. Hallelujah. Hirombo 
Hira Mahate Orobokoshitaraba. Lord, we worship you, God. Lord, we praise you today, Father. Lord, we need you today, Father. In every area and every aspect of our life today, God. Thank you for ministering to us. Thank you for speaking with us today, God. We magnify you, Jesus. We glorify the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We worship and praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. God is good. God is good. I can relate with, uh, with Elder John Stone. Uh, my words weren't always the best of words. And sometimes the Lord still has to work on me with certain things. And I mean, he's, he's delivered me from the profanity. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong there, but sometimes the Lord really has to, I have to take the time to hear from him. And sometimes my humanity wants to jump and throw out the fastest thing out of my mouth. And I'm like, oh man, why'd I say that? Um, there's people today that don't know me that I work with coworkers, people that I interact with. They take one look at me and they see this, they see tattoos and they automatically make the, the assumption that, I am not a child of God because they don't know me. They, you know, my, I'll share this, this, this testimony with you. My boss that I have today, my manager, um, he shared with me before he hired me to be his supervisor of a department and manage a small crew of guys. He told me, he sat me down in his office and he says, man, I have to apologize to you. And I was like, for what? And he says, I judged you when I met you. He said, I'd see you in passing and all I'd seen was some gangbanger and um, this guy's nothing but trouble. That's what he said. That's where his thoughts, he shared them with me. And he says, man, I have to apologize because getting to know you and getting to speak with you, he goes, man, that, he goes, you've blown me away. He's like, that is not who you are. And I said, you know, that's who I used to be. What you see on the outside is who I used to be. But what God has made me today, that's him. The words that you hear that come out of my mouth, they're his. They're not mine because I wasn't a kind man. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to speak to people. I didn't know how to relate to people because I couldn't relate to myself. I didn't know who I was until God began to deal with me and I had to learn how to like who I was and who God was changing me to be. And today I'm like, good morning, how are you? Hi. Um, you know, and, 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 and don't get me wrong, I have my ups and my downs. I'm, I'm human. You know, I am, I am human. But God has delivered me. And I think I was joking about it at work a couple of days with the other guy. I did something. I hurt myself. And I said, man, thank God I don't cuss anymore, right? <laughs> so thank God for that. But, uh, man, God is good. Um, allow him to work in you. Allow him. I know we, we all go through stuff. We're all human. We all, we all go through things. But God wants to do something in you if we'll allow him to. You know, and I have to still, you know, even though I've been walking with the Lord for these, these, these five years now, it's always a work. He will never stop working as long as you allow him to work. Allow him to. So before we go, let's just lift our hands and let's pray today. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for your word, God. We thank you for the work that you're doing in us and through us, Lord. We submit ourselves to you today, Jesus, that you will fulfill your will and your purpose in us, Lord. We desire to be like you, God. We want to speak the words that you want us to speak. We want to live the way that you want us to live, God. We put our faith and our hope in you, Jesus. We glorify you, God. We thank you, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name, y'all dismissed in Jesus' name. Enjoy your Sunday.